Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Happy Black History Month. Now, are you ready to laugh? I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. I'm so excited to share this next interview with you because it's about one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Black by Popular Demand at the Second City is a sketch comedy show featuring six hilarious rising comics giving audiences serious belly laughs. Now, as you might have guessed from the title, the show is all about the black experience in America. And it's filled with songs and classic improv where the performers are mixing it up and creating in the moment. Now, one thing to know about the show is that no topic was off limits. The comics take on everything from viral memes to common tropes, but it's all really in good fun. I sat down with Rob Wilson, the show's director, to learn more about his process and how it all started. Black by Popular Demand grew out of last year, uh, Dance Like Black People Are Watching. The show sold out the entire run. So, of course, we were this year black by popular demand. Uh, We extended our run all the way to May 25th. So uh, I I know when I was a a young, young actor, uh, I... uh, I got to work a little bit more in February, let's say, right? Yes. <laughs> so it's, I hear you. it's nice to extend to something all the way through the summer because uh, people people love the work. And it's a great, great time, that show. Uh, in all its references, uh, they're very black-centric, very yeah. relatable for those familiar with the black experience, past and present. Oh, yeah. Uh, from the DJ's playlist, I was catching all the songs on, <laughs> that were go. being played, uh, to scenes that I think reflect our, our everyday lives. So how did you all decide what to keep and then what to maybe cut for time? What my general rule is, is if we're laughing in the room, then then those things stay, right? Mm. Uh, the things that, that really resonated with each each member of the cast uh, and the things that just really made us giggle and we were we kept talking about them. The songs uh, always have to be an earworm. So if, if you can, if you're humming it, thinking it on the way out, then then those are the same feelings that we had. That's exactly what was happening to my yeah. friend and I as we as we watched the show. I must say, the show is called Black by Popular Demand, but the diverse audience that was there in the yeah. room, uh, at least when I was there, yeah. they seemed to be having as great a time as I was. That's it. I, I mean, everyone was laughing that's for what, the most part. That's what we're looking for, for yeah. the most part. Uh, no, I mean, getting getting the jokes. <laughs> yes, definitely. That, because, you know, I, I, literally a white woman to my right was, I mean, she was cackling harder than I was in <laughs> some parts. And I thought, this is fantastic. Well, that's the thing. I You know, I, I feel like we want to... It's especially at, at Second City, cultivate our black audience, right? Uh, so we made the show for black folks. The thing about black folks is we're on the cutting edge of what's going on, what's the zeitgeist, right? Mm-hmm. So if we think it's good and we think it's funny, then everybody else usually falls in line right behind us. Were there any moments where you thought, okay, no, we, we, we can't do this. <laughs> this might go too far. Oh, no. No, absolutely not. Um, if, if so, folks, really, nothing was off limits. Nothing's off limits. If 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 people didn't get what we were shooting for, then they they just didn't, and that got to be uh, an Easter egg for the black folks in the audience, right? So, talk me through this decision. 
I couldn't help but notice the unapologetic use of the N-word at times yeah. during the show. How did you all arrive at, at being able to do that? Well, I always defer to my cast. And if my cast, uh, well, they write the material, right? Mm -hmm. And if it's, if it's true to them and they feel like that's the way that they want to communicate, I'm never going to censor them. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that cast. It's made up of six up-and-coming comedy stars. They're fantastic. Tell us more about them. Oh, wow. They, they really are fantastic in so many different ways. And the, the thing that was not necessarily a challenge, but, but the best part of my job was to be able to kind of see exactly who it was that they were and the things that they wanted to, to, to show about themselves. Faith, for instance, uh, classically trained in dance so we got a, a oh that beautiful, was clear faith was, valerie yeah faith valerie yeah she she did a fantastic job uh with the ballet piece and there was something really neat about the comedy that kind of was interwoven into that right mm -hmm. uh you know uh samuel b jackson uh insane actor just Comedically, just, just genius. Out of, out of this world, Facial right? Facial expressions, yeah, out of this world. So, so, so we wanted to wanted to make sure that we can we could show that particular thing. Uh, Donis Holmes, fantastic writer, just nuts. Adonis had us cackling. Come on, right? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> what the thing that was that kind of blew my mind. Uh, Deshaun Mason, uh, he's a magician. He's a magician, and and this show, I thought. Or I think rather is 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 close to the old vaudeville shows of old, yes. to where you got a little bit of everything. Like who expects to you know come see a comedy show and you've got you know David Copperfield in there too. Right, right. You know Arlita Hall out of this world. Yes. There's there's maybe nobody funnier on earth. Uh, don't <laughs> don't play this for everybody, but Arlita, come on. She reminded me of so many women in my family. Oh, yes. I mean, from my nieces to my aunts. <laughs> she yeah. just had all the characters down. She is everyone. Uh, and, and then had a voice, too, just like Brianna Ghostone. Yeah, Brianna Ghostone, my goodness. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not often that you can have a comedy show that has this much talent, just raw talent packed into it as well. Yeah. It's it's just fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, they're great. What a great position to be in on, on, on your end. Oh, yeah. uh, and so the use of the stage and the aisles was great. I'm thinking of Adonis in particular. Oh, yeah. Uh, I loved when he jumped sort of right into the audience on a couple of occasions. Oh, yeah. It made us participate, too. I mean, why was that important to include? Well, what, what's important to me... Uh, or important to this show, rather. The audience is the seventh cast member. The audience is just as important to the show as everybody who's on the stage. The The cast feeds off of that energy mm. um, and, and really is part of the culture. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to the movies, uh, been to the movies when it's a scary movie and there's somebody who has some stuff to say. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking through the entire... And you Film, wait. every scene. Sometimes you end up waiting for him. He's like, I know they did. Didn't they just see it? <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what was with the obsession with the song Royals by Lord? Because <laughs> I, <have to> <laughs> I thought it was just me that really loved that song when you, it came out. You, you, you find these earworms and, and Deshaun brought the, the thing in.
And I oh, had, this was his idea? This was his idea. <laughs> and I said, I said, man, I don't know if everybody remembers Royals. And we tried it in one of our preview shows. And by the end of it, people were singing. It was so funny. I said, man, this is, this is it. And so many people came and told me that was one of their favorite pieces. The Second City... There's a history there. It's faced allegations of racism, sure. as we know, uh, in recent years from performers. Many of them were black comedians who said that the institution was only, you know, paying lip service to mm. diversity. Uh, I want you to talk a bit about that. In your view, what were some of the challenges with putting on this show at a club that has that kind of history? Yeah, I um, I came up through Second City. I toured with them. I've done shows with them, and. Part of the part of the issue as a performer, right? Um, we realized that just having representation—that's not the whole whole piece of the puzzle. You know, we started with a Bob Curry program, uh, the one one that I went through, uh, to have more and more performers of color, uh, more diverse performers in all aspects, right? But when you looked out into the audience. They were just as, as as lily white as you could you could probably ever see, right? Yeah. Uh, there's actually one one uh, of the archive pieces that we brought back in by Shantira Jackson called Black Heaven that really speaks to it, and we put it in this piece for that reason. Two years ago, I did a show called Super Afro Wavy Drippy Extra Brilliant Dope Show. Yes. Right. <laughs> and and the. The mission statement of that show was to write a love letter to the black audience that we didn't have yet. Mm. So this this particular show has been building for years and years and years now. Uh, you know, it started at 10 percent, 15 percent, 20 percent black folks in the audience. Right. Uh, last year, uh, we got up to, you know, something like 50, 60, 70 percent. Right. The the thing that was important was to not just say that we want black people in this space, but to make something specifically for them when they got there. So that is what this show does. It is intentional. If folks don't get what we're doing, they just don't. If the show's not for you, it's not. But I would say, and I think that you witnessed this, that everybody loves the things that we love. Yeah, you can see the wheels turning in my head right now. As, as you say that, I mean, I felt extremely comfortable yeah. that night. I felt so comfortable. I felt like I was around people, not just people who looked like me, but people who understood. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned coming up at, you know, at Second City. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about your work in the theater over the years and uh. Uh, the sh- some of the shows you've directed. And I hear you've got some... <laughs> Breaking exciting news, too. I do, I do. Uh, this will be the first place I say it. Uh, I'll say first and foremost, I will be directing the the next main stage at Second City, uh, main stage 112. Uh, Congratulations. I'm, I'm calling it peaches and cream for anybody, yes. <laughs> anybody who can get that reference. That's a WBEZ exclusive right there. Come on, you got it. <laughs> um, but I, I started some years ago, uh, maybe three, four Five years ago, I don't don't get me lying about how old I am or how long I've been there. Uh, but I, I toured the nation with them. Uh, I've been to, I want to say, I slept in forty eight states. Wow! Uh, <laughs> uh, just just working with Second City in in various capacities, um, moving from from performing 
to directing. I directed all those shows that I listed, uh, plus the, a touring company and uh, a few other shows as well. Oh, that's um, lovely. Yeah, and uh, I actually made a short-lived little web series for them as well. So, so we're crossing media, but now, now I think that uh, with one twelve, I'll be able to kind of bring to fruition all the all the the great big ideas oh, that, yeah. I, that I've had over time. I can't wait to see it all, and I, I love even the fact that with this show. You're boasting an all BIPOC, right, or Black Indigenous People of Color cast and crew. That's it. I think it's important. Uh, I want to employ brown folks, uh, and and you know, you you think about our, our stage manager. Devonte Washington, who's one of the best in the city uh, and should be highlighted as such, uh, brought him in last year. And, and since then, he's caught wildfire as far as Second City. Everybody wants him, right? Yeah, uh, yeah no, Sean Sykes on the keys. Uh, and I also want to say uh, Kaya Lise, uh came in and, and, and worked on, on, our, on some of our sound design as well. Uh, Brendan Marble, uh, fantastic lighting designer. Uh, Brian Arzell, uh, the best uh, choreographer in my mind in the city. Uh, and I mean, down to our stylist, just fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to the crew. Come on, everybody. I was hollering, man, especially when you worked in the the, the viral stuff. The Ooh. Montgomery Brawl made it in. Come on. <laughs> I mean, of course it did. Listen, why not? <laughs> the Montgomery Brawl. Uh, Blue Ivy's performance. Oh. In in uh, Beyonce's Renaissance tour. No, I, I wasn't there on, on that Saturday. Did it go crazy it uh, when he busted? It was insane. Come we on. all recognized exactly what he was doing immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course we know the uh, the battle between the two choir members to to get that coveted solo in the oh. black church. Oh yeah, that is so important. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> I've been in that room before. Uh, I was the one doing. It can Ooh. be tense. <laughs> <laughs> it can be it can be very very tense. Uh, and so the cast members, you said they write a lot of this stuff and. And this is a collaboration, it sounds like. Yeah, uh, I'd say uh, right around most of the show, with yeah. the exception of a, a few archive pieces, um, the the cast all wrote together. Nice. Yeah. So, success. What does that look like for you in this year's run of Black by Popular Demand? Because it's more than just butts and seats. Right. Success looks like paving the way for this to continue and to grow. Um, every single thing... Uh, in the month of February is lovely, but I think that this is a thing that could run year-round. Like, there there needs to be constant representation and constant content uh, that, that grows and builds. Yeah. We'll leave it there. That's Rob Wilson, director of Black by Popular Demand, a comedy show at the Second City, which you can catch on Fridays and Saturdays until May 25th. Rob, thanks so much. Thank you. This conversation was produced by me and Brenda Ruiz, who also mixed the episode. It was edited by Dan Tucker and Meha Ahmed. While I've got you, I'd love to make a pitch for two recent episodes of the podcast for you to check out. Sticking with arts and culture for a moment, I had a chance to chat with legendary actor Billy D. Williams, a.k.a. Lando Calrissian from Star Wars. That was a thrill. And if it's news that you're looking for, check out our interview on efforts afoot in Springfield to raise the lower minimum wage for tipped workers. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you for listening.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.